0: i have to enunciate clearly enunciating hello welcome to plant pals your podcast which is mine god hold on the cat's walking on the keys fuck hello and welcome to plant pals my podcast where i talk to my pals about plants i'm your host mike and my guest this week is hannah umstead a botanist out of georgia in the united states of america <laughs> That I've really been excited to have on the whole time. It's like, did I saw all this? Tree. <sighs> Fuck! All right. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we are recording. Yes? yes. Yes. Cool. I will have you introduce yourself, however you like.
1: Hi, <laughs> I'm Hannah, botanist. Um, Instagram friend of Mike. <laughs> 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 um, I got back on Instagram after I got off during covid and started from yeah it was it was good but then i kind of realized at um some networking events that that's how like all the people my age were (laughs) keeping in touch so yeah i was like god damn i'm gonna have to do it
0: i know i never saw myself as like someone who's really into a certain kind of social media like I just remember like MySpace people back in the day I'm like ugh. And here I am like oh my group <laughs> chat the other day we did this thing we're gonna meet up over here it's like it's the only way to coordinate on a scale like that especially when everyone yeah. lives like states away sometimes
1: yeah no definitely it's been nice to like I do feel like I lost a lot of connections like I can't remember a lot of the usernames of people that were like my old Insta pals. you know from back in the day, but I feel like I found a new gang. So
0: awesome! I know uh, Melanie we used to delete for months at a time, and I was like, "Well, I hope that person's not dead because I'll never know." <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. You've how did you meet Melanie?
0: Same deal, just like oh, Instagram. Yeah. Like, oh, cool plant. Hey, cool plant. Oh, what's up? Oh, cool. Yeah, I saw that once.
1: Oh, yeah, that's so funny. I met Melanie through the GPCA, Georgia Plant Conservation Alliance.
0: Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So how did you, going back, how did you start before you even got into the GPCA? Like, what is your uh, origin story?
1: Oh, my God. It's a, I mean, I, it's a good one. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> I like every, <laughs> everyone who knows me is probably like, oh, my God, she's talking about this again. But I was an art major because um everyone basically was like you have to go to school and get a degree in something if you don't want to wait tables forever and for like four years after high school I was like no I can figure it out I don't need college um obviously it didn't work so I was like I'll just get an associates in art and call it good get a job doing fucking whatever um I wanted to do botanical illustration, so I took non-majors botany for my elective science, and I've always admired plants, like they've always been a muse, and I've always pressed plants since I was a kid. I like just in books, things from the yard, and the forest around our house, And on my professor's slide, he had an erythema picture and I recognized it from something I'd pressed and I was like, Hey, what is that? I have a, I have it in my collection of pressed plants. And he was kind of like, you pressed plants. Um, and I didn't know like anything about herbaria at the time. So he was like, see me after class (laughs) because he was trying to establish an herbarium for the university and, um. I kind of got involved with some of his research through that, and then he was like, I've been teaching for a long time, and, like, you should be a biology major. There's, like, I don't, you know what's up, you know what's good, you get this, and I was, like, better at plants than art, so, uh, but I was like, "No, no, there's no way I'm not changing my major to biology because... I like, I didn't, I don't remember ever even being like having the option to take a biology in high school. I think I took like earth sciences and I, you know, I didn't know you could like do that for a job. I was like, I don't want to be a professor or teacher like this guy because he sucked and, um, but no, he like pestered me for like the semester after I took his class and would occasionally just check in and be like, "Hey, how's it going? Have you thought about changing your major?" Would <laughs> <laughs> love <biologist> it. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you yeah, no. And so he let me, he offered when I kind of expressed like, "Listen, I'm not smart enough or good enough at math to do biology." And he was like, "Well, I think that's bullshit, but um I can have you audit one of my senior level field botany classes if you just like you know don't tell anyone (laughs) you won't get credit for the course but you can come to the classes and like take the exams and do the assignments and just see like if it's something you think you could do Um, you could get an idea of like what the majors classes are like and so I was like well that sounds pretty sweet and like field botany most of it was just um being going outside with a plant press and that's where I learned how to keep plants out was in his class and like I was crushing it doing better than the majors and kind of just was like okay I can do this. Um, So I changed my major and struggled through organic chemistry and physics and Biochem. Yeah,
0: that was always like the big like wall I saw coming up. Well, luckily I went to community college because I got like a one point four in high school. But like, oh, same. Yeah, like I was, probably I, one point
1: two, I think.
0: But yeah, I was like sub one at one point, but I think I I almost didn't graduate because I forgot to return a book and like my. Guidance counselor who was like on a first name basis with my parents at this point because they had been for like four years being like this fucking kid. Uh, called and was like, Listen, Mike's walking tomorrow, right? And they're like, Yep, he's like, He's not if he keeps that math book. And they're like, What the <laughs> fuck is it? I was like, I don't know. Oh, God damn. Um, but, yeah, no, I was just, like, chemistry and math, and, I like, I'm not good at math. That's not just, like, oh, come on, you can do it. Like, my brain just is incompatible with, like, that. But yeah. Okay,
1: here's what's crazy. I always thought I would, like, I was actually, once I, it really helped that I took that non-majors botany first because my professor, shout out Tom Diggs changed my life he incorporated so many other disciplines in his botany class so like when I got to physics I was actually like able to relate it to like oh like capillary movement of like water and xylem and um like weird stuff like that so in all those classes I was kind of able to have context for the math we were doing and really surprised myself um I still wouldn't say I'm like good at math but i i enjoyed it <laughs> and i enjoyed thinking about it and trying to relate it to what i was actually interested in
0: that's good i was just brute forced, punched in the face <laughs> with like this train's going this fast how fast is the air resistance against it like, i don't care oh, i can't no. imagine that in my head like that's not real i was trying to do long division the other day and i realized i don't know if i know how to do that anymore <laughs>
1: um i've seen how they're teaching kids how to do it now and even though like I've also seen a bunch of people complaining, like, it's so messed up how they're making kids learn math. It makes so much sense. Like, I really think if we had been taught math the way that kids are learning how to do math now, like, long division, no. no, <laughs> no. like It's really cool. Um, my friend has two daughters, and I've... <laughs> been present for many tears during homework time but it they have (laughs) they have them do it like pick a number that make that you can think about in your head like use multiples of 10 and then subtract like whatever the difference is from that which it just it's so much more intuitive
0: Yeah, I like I used to be able to find my own way to the right answer, but if I Mm -hmm. like I wouldn't do the right equation, so I wouldn't get credit. Like I remember, like that was like I was already in remedial math during like lunch. Like I have to go eat a lunch (laughs) with like the assistant teacher to get good after math class. And I remember they're like, "Oh, that's right." I'm like, "Oh, cool, that's right." Like, look at me. And they're like, "Yeah, (laughs) you did it the wrong way." And I was like, "I am going to check out for the next three years. Good luck."
1: I think that's bullshit. I think that doesn't. I mean, I get it because maybe. It won't work out that way every time. But I still think, like, it shouldn't be discouraged if you're finding a way yeah. that it makes sense to you.
0: So you graduate with a degree in biology. Mm-hmm. What do you do then?
1: Oh, my God. I was a summer camp counselor because I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I had the option, I was an intern in college at the Botanical Garden, and they had, already told me, like, please, like, when you graduate, let us know, you can work here full time. But I didn't want to be a horticulturist because it's very much not the same as botany. I wanted to be kind of more in conservation or research, I think, so (laughs) to stall on making a decision about school or applying for a real job. I was a camp counselor at a science center. It was... The worst summer of my life.
0: Yeah. Was it a sleepover camp?
1: Oh, no, thank God. I think I would have actually, like, I don't know if I could have done that. Like, going home and being able to drink was, like, what got me through that (laughs) summer. Like, And just, like, talk about the horrors for hours afterwards until I felt better was the only thing. And all the other counselors were, like, I don't understand, like, the kids are great. Like, I felt like I was just, just gas, just so much gaslighting. Like, you don't love your kids? Like, you don't love your group? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I actually want to push them all into the ravine, but
0: <laughs> one so by I want one. To get in, get paid, um, and get out.
1: Yeah. I can't remember if I, like, I feel like I've told this story a lot, too, but that <laughs> I... Ever mentioned how I had to threaten to kill a squirrel?
0: Oh, yeah, that was like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I think you did talk about that. What happened?
1: Yeah, these kids would kill lizards and snails and bring them to me and be like, (laughs) like, like, all proud of themselves. And so I snapped and was just like trying to have a serious conversation with them about killing nature at nature science camp. And then one of them is like, squirrel, and the whole group just like immediately loses focus. And I was like, what if I just went and what if I grabbed that squirrel and did the same thing to the squirrel as you guys are doing to this lizard? And they were like, kind of like silent for a minute. I was like, yeah, what if I just stabbed that squirrel? And they were like, do it. (laughs) So didn't even work.
0: Damn.
1: Um, But I, you know, I wasn't fired. After that, so that's good. I don't know. I was kind of. I feel like I was trying. <laughs> just let me go. Yeah, I
0: don't know. You teach them valuable lessons about life and death. Like, what if I just fucking choke the squirrel out in front of you, and you watch its eyes, its light leave its eyes, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm like, all right, I yeah. can't help you. You guys are fucked."
1: Oh my god, so weird. This was 2021, so it was like fresh after being trapped inside. So like, I, I get it, but I mean, I had groups chanting kill nature like I think I was just too too soft I had one of the other counselors tell me like you're being too nice like right off the bat you have to just be mean and scare them and then let them like earn your like the nice side so but I had never worked with kids before. I just was like, I love my cousins and my friends' kids, so this should be the same, right? Yeah, it's
0: weird that you're the counselor who doesn't like the kids, but you're the one that's nicest to them. Like, wait, what?
1: Yeah, well, because it was like, I think that it, there's a correlation. Because I was nice to them, they took advantage of me, and mm. I ended up not liking them. <laughs> so
0: It's better to be feared <laughs> than respected.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think there was like one kid a week, Cause we changed groups every week and out of every group, like maybe one was like, like wanted to hold my hand and like follow the rules and be my bestie. But <laughs> yeah, I was outnumbered.
0: So that was for one summer.
1: Yeah, I did that for the summer and then I did end up taking the job at the botanical garden. Cause I still was like, I don't want to go to grad school. Like I want to make money. Um, <laughs> So I took the job at the garden that I interned at and worked there for two years. And then I did invasive removal. (laughs) Yeah, Wolf is right. That was like a whole, a whole nother thing because I was working as an independent contractor and just, I didn't know what I was doing. Where were you
0: removing uh, invasives?
1: So we had one client, um, Fernbank Forest, which is an old growth, quotes around old growth forest in Atlanta. And then all of our other clients were just like rich people who don't want English ivy in their yard. So I don't know. There's a lot of like greenwashing in our marketing. But um I guess I learned uh, patience.
0: There you go. Should have went back to the kids after.
1: Oh. I mean, working with my boss was like working with the kids, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was really rough. I think I could have done it if it was like... It, it was like a really small company that they had just started, and um, just like no idea how to run a business, so...
0: Do you have any horror stories from that? I once cut my eyeball open uh, while brush cutting.
1: Oh my god with, <laughs> with what
0: I have probably told this on the podcast in the past which is why you don't wait three months to start it up again oh. but um, I had I was it was my second to last day uh, it was a seasonal job in Southern California and I had like the face mask like you know like those chainsaw helmets with the little Mm -hmm. plastic face masks i had that on and i had a pair of sunglasses on underneath so i was like double wrapped and i was brush cutting and we have uh purple needle grass which i think is nacella poker now it's got these super Mm -hmm. long awns and seeds and so i was just doing a swipe or you know it probably wasn't even needle grass i shouldn't even blame a native it was probably fucking avena (laughs) probably avena barbata, and which is just as gnarly seed wise and Like, you know, like, once in a great while, like, something would, like, ricochet off your little harness and, like, get you and be like, ah, damn it, whatever. And so, like, that happened again, and I kind of was just like, ah, fuck. And then I kind of went to go brush my eye, and I felt a tug. And I was just like, "Uh, oh, no. no. And so, like, I just, like, immediately, like, (laughs) instinctually just yanked it out and I go over, and, like, immediately, like, you know, I'm tearing up, like, crazy, and I'm, like, kind of, like, looking down at the tears, and there's, like, blood in it, and I was, like, oh, shit, this is the worst case scenario, like, this is my hell, right, like, this is, <laughs> this is what I have nightmares about, fucking eye gore, and so I go, I was dating one of my crew members on the time, and I go, <laughs> I go over to her, and I'm, like, holding it, and I'm, like, hey, and I tell her to, like, turn off her brush cutter, I'm, like, do you, do I need to go to the hospital? And she just looks at me and gasps and put her hands <laughs> over her mouth. And it's I was like, reaction. I'm going to go to the hospital. I was fine, yeah. but that was the whole fucking thing. I cut a oh rattlesnake in half once by accident. It felt pretty bad about that. It was under oh a big tuft of grass and I just went. Oof.
1: I almost did that working at the garden when we would like shear the vines that they had growing on one of the fences. It was like a, a, just a hideous fence, so. We had native crossvine growing on it, and it goes crazy. And as I'm shearing the top, a little black racer, like, pokes his head up. Luckily, I was paying attention.
0: <laughs> I thought you to decapitate it.
1: Oh, my God. I would have actually just thrown up <laughs> and left that day. <laughs> but I'm trying to think, if anything, like, any horror story. I feel like a lot of the horror stories from Invasive Removal were, like, behind the scenes. Like, At home, trying to go to bed, and the owner of the company is blowing up my phone at, like, 10 p.m. Like, why haven't you done this yet? I need you to do this. And just, like, no boundaries. No, like... And always, always fucking poison ivy rash in between my fingers. Because it just grows with English ivy. And in the winter, like... I know how to ID the twigs, but a lot of times you just... You can't be so precious to, like, each twig, each vine that you remove, like, be looking at the scales, and... So that was pretty horrific. Um, (laughs) I feel like most of the horror stories took place at the garden, though.
0: Okay. Let's get into that. Uh,
1: Yeah. And I... I guess this one wasn't that bad. I'm like, which one?
0: Hey, you got a thousand yards there right <laughs> now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god! We had um, a girl on her first day pulling weeds, and somehow, first week maybe, maybe not the first day. Somehow by the like at that point, I was already like. She knew I was the resident herpetology person. Um, My grandpa's a herpetologist, so I'm pretty into snakes, too. Yeah. Um, And so she calls me from a different part of the garden. She's like, um, I was just pulling weeds and a snake slithered by my hand. And I'm looking at it now. I don't think it's the brown snake we saw the other day. I'm like, okay, I'll come look at it. And it's like a fucking... (laughs) huge copperhead but oh she's like yeah god. just like slithered right by my hand I'm like okay well and then when I told when I told her it was a copperhead but like you know it's fine you're fine she started freaking out she didn't work there very long um, god there were so many there were a lot of like you know the expression death by a thousand cuts that's kind of how working at the garden was There are a lot of little things. I tore my MCL working at the garden. I guess that's a big one. That's a pretty big one. That's some pretty extreme weeding. Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah. No, it was planting tulip bulbs. (laughs) (laughs) Even, like, more embarrassing. (laughs) But, I mean, I was so over it at this point. This happened, like, the day after I got rejected from a job in the conservation department that I had applied for that I really felt like I had it in the bag and then you you know I heard through the grapevine that there might have been some foul play that my supervisor might have like he was upset that I didn't ask his permission to apply for a job in a different Uh. department and so which like you don't do that you don't have to do that so Anyway, I was all, like, worked up about that angry tulip bulb planting and just, like, took a wrong step off of this ledge. And I thought I was stepping down onto solid ground, but it was, like, four feet of leaf litter.
0: <laughs> Ooh, oh, and you just straight legged So
1: I just, like, kept falling. But no, like, I was stepping down. So the leg I was stepping down with just kept going, and the leg that was on the ledge... Like with my knee bent, just turned and I hyperextended it and tore that bitch. But
0: <laughs> God damn! So how long is that recovery? Yeah.
1: Um, it was like a really low grade tear, so I did physical therapy for a couple of months and then that was fine. I still feel it sometimes, but yeah. They were like, "There's nothing we can really do."
0: <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. So. You slogged through the Botanic Garden. How did you get out of it?
1: (laughs) Okay, I actually, like, GPCA is what pulled me out of it. I, during our plant sale at the garden, there's a lot of downtime, and sometimes they do, like, presentations for the high-level donors that like only you can only go to the presentation if you're that's like high top tier um donor and it was somebody who worked in conservation and she was talking about mountain bogs in Georgia not true bogs but they they, there's pitcher plants that that occur in them and um maybe some sundews and so I was like that sounds really cool like asked my supervisor if I could just sit in for a minute. And I was like, we're not doing anything. We're just sitting in the parking lot, hoping someone will come by plants. Like it doesn't take five of us to do that. And so they, they let me go inside and um, I listened to her talk and was just like, this is what I want to do. She does habitat restoration with um, rare plants in Georgia, specifically the mountain purple pitcher plant. And, I talked to her for a little bit afterwards and I guess, like, made some impression because a few months later I had already quit ABG, the botanical garden, I I quit at this point I was working doing invasive removal and she had emailed me and was like, hey there's a tonight's the last night to get a travel scholarship in for this meeting for the GPCA like I remember you seemed like you really wanted to work in this field and it would be a good chance for you to network so I went to that meeting and met some folks from Georgia DNR there um, and realized like that's a job (laughs) working for the DNR I didn't realize that there was a botany team I always kind of thought of like hunting and fishing in state parks.
0: Yeah.
1: When I thought about the DNR, I didn't I didn't even know that there was like a whole team of botanists. Um, so that was really cool. And a few months later, I saw that they had a seasonal technician position open, and I interviewed for that. Um, I interviewed so poorly, but again, shout out Tom Diggs. My reference kind of saved my ass, and the fact that they had met me at the conference and, like, knew that I wasn't this nervous person (laughs) that I was in the interview, Um, and they offered to give me a permanent position with part-time hours, or I could do 40 hours for, like, six months, and I was, like, obviously chose the permanent position, so... That's what I'm doing now. Sweet. Yeah. Um, and we've been like doing a lot of intern or uh, interview practice because there's some full-time positions opening up soon. And they're like, we want you to be able to compete with whoever else applies. And so it's been really sweet. They're helping me through my...
0: I was going to say, it's not because <laughs> you were nervous in your first interview, is it? It's just a nice little career builder.
1: Oh, it's both. It's definitely, like, my supervisor is such a, just another amazing mentor. She literally is like, if you're not in this full-time position in the next, like, however many months, like, I failed you as a mentor because I think she sees, like, I'm over, I'm, I don't want to say overqualified, but I do feel like my skill skills and really, like, the experience that I got, um, in college participating in research, like, I'm more than qualified to do the job that I'm doing right now, and she sees that and is kind of like, I want to, I want to help you, and if you're not in, like, a higher level position (laughs) by the end of this year, like, that's a, like, I have failed you,
0: so it's been oh, cool. it's been good <laughs> yeah That's awesome yeah so what do you do right now like on a kind oh, right of right now to week?
1: i'm so my like official title is rare plant conservation technician and i work with the gpca they have a list of like out of the 1100 tracked species that the dnr works with gpca focuses on like a hundred of them. And so I'm working on, right now I'm working on two species and we'll eventually work on like five or six. Um, and that really just entails like visiting the records, taking really detailed notes, surveying, monitoring, um, meeting landowners, <laughs> gorilla botanizing, and... <laughs> accidentally meeting landowners
0: (laughs) oh man does that happen a lot
1: (laughs) not a lot this is like the first time I've ever done anything wrong at work because I've always been like just like no I don't I don't like break the rules at work and there was a record that you could access from a forest service road but I couldn't get the key to that gate so I like found a shortcut happened to be through uh, someone's backyard and they didn't even see me. They saw our vehicle and were just like curious <laughs> why it was there. So as yeah. I'm leaving the record, like heading back to the vehicle, I get a call from my supervisor she's like, um, you're, you wouldn't happen to be parked here. Would you? It's like, yeah, that's definitely me. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I I did do risk assessment ahead of time looking at the map, and it seemed like, I was like, there's no way anyone would notice. There's so many, like, the woods between their property, and it's right on the boundary of Forest Service property and their property. So there's no way they're going to see me, and I parked on a dirt road, but the dirt road was actually, like, his driveway, so. Oof. Yeah. He wasn't upset, though. He was just kind of like, is this a real government vehicle or like what, just like wanted to make sure it was a legit
0: <laughs> So it's like the opposite DNR. reaction with the same kind of idea. Like, hey, are you yeah. in government? <laughs> like, yeah. All right. Just making sure. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was, oh my God, I was
1: mortified and expecting the worst, but it was okay.
0: <laughs> what so. plan were you going for?
1: Uh, Platanthera integralabia monkey face orchid, which I think is a uh, dumb, dumb, dumb. I, I'm not a fan of common names. That one is really not good. It looks like, I've seen people say that each individual flower on the spike looks like a spider monkey because it has this long spur that could look like a tail, but like monkey face orchid. There's no, I don't see, I don't see that. I don't get that, but it's an orchid. It doesn't bloom until August, but our intern, that's her GPCA species for the summer. And so they were like, show her the plants. And that, that record was really close to one of the Carex that I'm working on.
0: What Carex is that?
1: Carex Rad 40i, it's, it's a global endemic. It only occurs on, like, the escarpments in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia on the, there's, like, it's called the Brevard Fault Zone. just has a weird geology. Um, it's not doing so good in Georgia.
0: <laughs> you know why? I
1: think, uh, no, I think that's what's, like, I never, I've always worked with pretty common plant species before um, being in this position, and I never really thought about how the rarity of a species often reflects, like, something is really wrong in that ecosystem, and um, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know what that yeah. is. Um, that's why I think conservation, groups like the our Conservation Alliance are so cool, because... Like, you, it takes so many different perspectives to, like, diagnose something like that and make a management decision, because I think with orchids, sometimes it's, like, you know, it's a little bit more specific, like, oh, this fungus, this, you know, probably isn't in the soil. They're highly uh, mycorrhizal, so it's probably, like, lacking this species, but... Oof, the sedges, they are so overlooked. Like, the records of this plant in Georgia, there's three, and my visits to each one were, like, the first visits in the last ten years. Yeah. Like, no one's looking at them. I certainly don't know how to, like, read a landscape well enough to be like, huh, I wonder why there's only... (laughs) There's many plants here. But I do think they're indicators. Rare plants are indicators of something, like, wrong. Something going on in the ecosystem. And definitely good to keep an eye on before it, like, cascades out of control.
0: Yeah. And it's always such a disheartening thing when there's been an act of restoration, but it's just still going away. And you're like, well, what the fuck? We did the thing. Like, why is it? I don't know. It's, like, always... I wonder how many species were just... Like, I think there's some sort of weird shrub. It was like the first known plant extinction to Europeans in North America. Mm. And it was in the southeast and I think like the Georgia area. And like, yeah, mm. you know, like fucking George Washington shows up and he's like, oh, there's a beautiful bush here. And then like a <laughs> hundred years later, it's completely <laughs> gone. And they're like, yeah, we might have just caught that on its way out. Like, there's this plants like it's that so that were just going anyways. Editor's note, the plant I was trying to remember was Franklinia alatamaha, which is only extinct in the wild.
1: Yeah, they're at the same site that we were gorilla botanizing. There's a, I don't know the common name, it's Waldsteinia is the genus. And there's a species that's undescribed in there. Um, But like it hasn't even been described yet and it'll probably be extirpated from that site before it's described. And included in our flora so
0: is it the single site or is it other places potentially as I'm well? sure
1: I think I think it it's probably in other places that's another thing I can't really wrap my mind around like how we know like we have records but how do we know we've we haven't looked everywhere <laughs> like,
0: yeah
1: um and we do like I mean GIS is really advanced, and a lot of the species distribution modeling, like, machine learning is fucking crazy, and um, it's been pretty accurate with some species, like, species that have enough data to put into the equation. Um, It's been really good at predicting, like, oh, this is good area to survey, or um, it may be here, whatever. This would be a good area to outplant the species. Um, it, It works, but I think we're just starting to incorporate that in this type of work. And like, again, it only really works with plants that have historical data from like more than one state. And it's rough, but I'm like, yeah, we haven't looked everywhere. So it could be right under our noses. There's a population of uh, Clematis socialis that, like, DNR only knows exists because their senior botanists happen to live in that neighborhood. <laughs> but, like, if you didn't...
0: Yeah. No one
1: would, you know?
0: I know, there's so many species. Like fucking i didn't even know i don't know salamanders or newts or anything and i posted a little video i have a creek next to my house and i was like oh cool i got a newt like haha I'm gonna make a pay rent yeah and like several people who were like locals were like nah dude that's a pacific giant or a california giant salamander like, Oh shit that's like near threatened to like very hard to see if you're not looking for it i just found another one in the creek the other day i have two of them in there now and like
1: i'm so jealous ah. that you have a creek
0: <laughs> i know it's tight <laughs> it's so oh my god but i'm like that's the thing like i mean and then during the i'll guess i'll call it the break i had from doing this i thought mm-hmm. i saw what is called a gnome plant hematomies congestum congestum congestus oh. uh and so i put it on inat and sent it to my friends and they're like some people were like no nah, that looks wrong like that's not that turns out it's like a new record of patiapus californica oh i saw that yeah and it's like there's a researcher now who like i won't blow up their spot but they're like yeah (laughs) the the species concept with this monotypic genus is very loose so this is very interesting to see and i'm like holy shit like thank god for my smarter friends to like put me in my place now and again because i have all this fantastic stuff next to my house that i had no idea about
1: yeah i think that's how it goes like so much has not been described that's why it's scary like how fast we're losing species because yeah. they're just <laughs> there's not and there's not a lot of people that are into taxonomy and like writing up uh, like what aiden's been doing with opuntia is crazy to me yeah <laughs> crazy <I was laughs> like
0: 20 years old
1: I want to be that person, but <laughs> like, I just,
0: yeah, I'm like, I'm glad you're doing it. Cause that sounds fucking <laughs> yeah. boring, but thank you for your service.
1: Yeah, for real. Oh my God. I think this like work has made me appreciate that so much more. Like it's funny though, because I've, I've never thought of myself as a taxonomist, but in the office, everyone's like, yeah, that's your thing. Taxonomy. Like, yeah. you're... And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> And I really don't want to get pigeonholed into that, because I'd like to... It's funny, I don't want to go to grad school, but I want to do research, so. Same. But, yeah, I'm like, I don't want to be... A, I don't know. I don't... Maybe I just don't fully understand what a taxonomist does, but I'm like, no, I just... ID plants good.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, <laughs> like oh, I can, I just, I'll just go out and use the dichotomous key all day. I think I think you're stuck in a herbaria 99% of the time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which I did enjoy, I did that in college um, for a little while. We did end up establishing like an official herbarium for my campus, which was fucking hard, but I, I actually enjoyed, like the first step was going through the last like 30 years of student collections and re, like, going through the key and making sure the labels were correct. That's <laughs> was good practice
0: yeah uh, seeing the other side like i do collections sometimes for my work and just like hearing from the herbarium person being like well no and this is why and i'm like okay i thought it was just like you know like whatever sure there's a date here's like three associated species and here's an elmer glue plant on a piece of herbarium paper it's like no it's got to be good or it sucks and it makes my life miserable understood gotcha
1: <laughs> like you're pressing
0: yeah or just like the fight yeah like the actual- final result we give to the herbarium you know it's like sometimes okay sometimes it's great awesome woohoo or sometimes it's like no we have to reject this and it's like you,
1: so you mount your own specimen
0: yeah i think okay so yeah i have i have yeah. a bunch of pressings i need to mount but <laughs> uh, yeah that's like that's the thing too is if it's mind boggling. Like in this bubble, you think everyone's looking all the time, but on the grand scheme of things, like I found a new range expansion of a very common plant, but it's like two mountain ranges further into the desert in that area than it was known from before. I'm like, the only reason I know about it is because like we finished a little bit early and got to go on a hike. And I was just like, Oh, it's weird. I'll press that. it's just like, <laughs> just, yeah. the amount of serendipity that it takes for conservation to work, it makes me nervous that conservation is not working, you know?
1: right oh my god i I feel that because i feel like that's just always how it happens when i'm looking at rare plant records and it's like oh it just says like like one of our kind of cryptic species because it's in asteraceae um it's solidago porteri. it looks like very different from other solidago but if you're just out there for your ecology class like it looks like goldenrod. And it was collected just sitting in UGA's herbaria for years as hybrid swarm Solidago. And it's like it's it's like the second record of that species in Georgia and someone just collected it on (laughs) a whim. Like and yeah. So who knows what's out there. But then the opposite happens, I'm afraid. I was at a site last week and I got there early and was just like I have the luxury of having all of the data on my phone on a map and field maps. And so I opened it up and saw there was a Carex platyphyla record less than a mile from the parking lot. And I was like, I've got time. I'm just going to go look because I'm trying to the sedges need love um, and Georgia DNR is not really like focusing on them. And so I'm trying, that's what I'm trying to bring to the table. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so I go and look at the plants. I'm like, cool, this is this plant. And just assuming it's ID'd correctly because it's in our database. And I took a couple of Akeens home to look at. And I'm looking at them and looking at the description on Flora of North America. And I'm looking at illustrations and pictures. And I'm just like trying so hard to make it work. And then I'm like, let me just see what INAT says. And it looks like Carex plantaginae, which is not a tracked species. Um, And so I'm like, okay, I start looking at pictures of those achines and those characteristics. And I'm like, "Mm, this is definitely what I saw. Like the plants were misidentified at that site as the rare species. Yeah. And it's just, like, because nobody, I mean, not no, not nobody, but most, and, you know, <laughs> most people aren't taking the time, I don't think, to really look closely at those diagnostics because it's such a slight, such a slight difference. I do want to go back, and now that I kind of, like, know what to look for, look at them again, and maybe both species are there, and I just, like, yank the fruit off of the wrong plant you know who knows
0: <laughs> yeah i've definitely been guilty of just picking the first observation suggestion being like yeah it looks good next and then someone's like <laughs> yeah. hey like you know like the inat people like capital i capital p inat people are just like well <laughs> you know actually this is you know they just get into the gestalt and you know the taxonomic history i'm like all right yes. dude just correct me and move along i'm sorry all right
1: <laughs> there was recently a, a comment war on a Tiarella observation. Um, just, I don't know like how being a curator on iNet works, but there is one that is like, changing all of the Tiarella, cordifolia heartleaf foam flower observations in the Southeast. Well, I guess the East Coast in general. Um, like, splitting them all up and going through and re- changing all of the identifications Based on one paper um, that didn't do any any genetics, their species concepts are, and like they're probably valid. They're based on geology and um, they did some really cool like morphometric analysis with leaf shape, and I'm sure it's valid. But at the same time, it's one paper, and like you're like insisting. Um, so it was something like Tiarella cordifolia does not occur in this region of your state. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I hadn't seen the paper yet. And I was like, this is how I learned the plant. You know, I didn't realize it had been split. I'm not a lumper for the record, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like to go and be like Tiarella cordifolia does not occur here without like, and here's where I'm getting my information, like, Sometimes, yeah, capital I, nat, capital P, pole, just, like, sometimes is a bit much, but I appreciate,
0: like, overall what they're doing. I enjoy the self-policing because it makes <laughs> yeah. it more accurate, but I'll never post a newt, that's for sure. Jesus, one time I called <laughs> a newt something. Again, I called... There's, there's rough-skinned newts, and then there's California newts, and they interbreed, and they're very variable in their populations, and so I, I lifted up a wheelbarrow once, and there was a very obvious California newt, and what I thought was a very obvious rough-skinned newt, and so I put two of them, and oh shit, everyone and their sister was just like, well actually, they look very similar, you need to measure the circumference of the eyes based on the skull, I'm like, man, shit, alright, like, sorry, Dude. don't tell other seven other people to come in, cacti too, cacti are horrible to oh, misidentify no. a nine at. To DMs oh my god! Up.
1: I cannot imagine. I have had more IDs on um, Kingdom Fungi, fungi <laughs> than anything else. Specifically, like now I got it down thanks to the help of like one <laughs> iNat person. Um, but those orange tremella the orange jelly fungus, that like. No, this species only occurs on conifer wood. This species occurs on hardwood. Like, took me a minute, but I got it. And see, I did learn from their <laughs> corrections, but mushrooms are hard.
0: Yeah, I mean I mushrooms didn't, are I didn't take species.
1: <laughs> Yeah, right. I do regret not taking mycology. And I regret not taking or paying more attention to like geology it's so determinant for yeah. what plant species are gonna be somewhere
0: my biggest regret in college my undergrad was my last semester I was like a credit shy so they're just like take whatever you want and so I enrolled in like a intro level botany course and I had zero dollars at the time so I couldn't afford like you know the two hundred dollar textbook and uh, I remember, like my first day, it was like this is what a flower is. These are called petals, and I was like, man, fuck this. And I did a grad <laughs> level mycology lab. Uh, don't remember a goddamn thing from that lab. It was just constant, like, just absorb the information and barf it out and do the lab so you can get on to the next part before you fall behind. And now I'm, like, still struggling with, like, stigmas and shit sometimes. I'm like, oh, I really wish, because everyone else that I've talked to, they're like, oh, yeah, no, I had that drilled into my skull in college. I'm like, yeah, I should have, because now I'm struggling to remember all these different terms.
1: Dude, you, have you ever used, uh, illustrated glossary?
0: Uh, I have botany in a day.
1: Okay, I think I've seen that one. Um, I'll send you the one that I used in... Still, I was going to say, the one I used in college. I still use it, like, every time I key out a plant. Um, Like, the I love illustration, obviously. These illustrations, like, I just like flipping through this book. I could look at it cover to cover and just be like, whoa, that's a great new Scrabble word. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like probably my favorite thing about Botany. Um, the you Scrabble went to points. yes, <laughs> so many R's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember if that's like a. I stopped. I switched to Bananagrams a long time ago, and so it's not really the same. You don't really get points for letters. <laughs> um did you were there any opportunities to do like undergrad research at your
0: school there were but I went to community college for two and a half years and then I transferred Mm -hmm. in under a program that would get you done in two more so like by the time I got my feet underneath me at, like, an actual, like, sleepaway school, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was uh, just, like, already almost graduated. So, like, the second I even knew that these opportunities were around, I did some stuff. I did, like, I was more, like, intern for people a lot. I would go through, like, Tra- camera trap footage and just list off any species i did like a salamander predation study where i was just like the field tech for two hours a week to go see if these little clay salamanders with certain markings were predated on more by counting like tooth marks so i was like oh my god yeah, that's funny stuff like that but then like my friend who i'm going to idaho to visit this weekend holly who was on it who has the honor of apparently being the most entertaining but least educating episode so far because we just talked about like drinking horror stories in college um, <laughs> <laughs> she did like a whole double ma- double masters a whole double bachelors with like a thesis about salt or freshwater mussels muscles and like all this crazy shit where I was just like I didn't even know that was an option like I was just totally understand. like oh yeah I'll do this once a week and then that'll look good on a resume and like now I don't even put them on my resume
1: uh, yeah isn't that how it goes I don't have like anything al- I participated in a lot of random, different um, research projects in college for friends. Um, and some of them were my projects, but it was mostly like helping other people in our lab. And I don't I'm gonna start like having to here's here's what I think is the way to do it. It doesn't make a lot of sense to put it on your resume because recently I learned that if you don't talk about it in your interview, it doesn't even fucking matter if you did it or not because what's on your resume doesn't actually, like, that gets you in the door. Your interview gets you, like, the position. Yeah. So, like, they can't pull from your resume if you didn't talk about it in your interview. So, pick three <laughs> that you yeah. just know you're going to talk about. Um, I had a lot of fun doing research. I think I would have hated college. And I don't think I would've enjoyed doing the bio thing as much if I didn't do research. That's how I made friends. Like if I hadn't done that, I literally would have no friends. All of my friends are people I did research with. So, But I I will say, um, I listened. It says that I played that episode all the way through. It doesn't matter to me if I learned anything Like, I've enjoyed every episode that you've done so far. Thank you. Yeah. Sometimes, like, I feel dumb. (laughs) I felt kind of dumb. Like, listening to Luca, I was like, wow. I know nothing.
0: I know. They are so (laughs) smart. And, like, I think largely self-taught. Yeah. It's just like, Um, how does your brain absorb facts that way?
1: (laughs) A lot of the, like, I think some of the best uh, botanist and naturalist I know are self-taught. That's why I'm like. That's really why I'm like. I don't want to go to grad school. I can, like, experience these things without. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. if you're not excited on one... about it, your brain's not going to absorb it. Like, like yeah. math. I mean, that's never happening. If I, could, <laughs> if there was a math that like paid me a dollar for every right equation, I'd be like, all right, let's get into it. But. Yeah, yeah no I'm like that's just I totally agree like that's people that can just I mean I you know for a while once a week I was just being humbled constantly on a microphone <laughs> so I'm like why did I decide to do this and then at the end I'm like I learned so much that was so great
1: <laughs> yeah I learned a lot I didn't retain anything from from it but I learned a lot <laughs> oh,
0: there's, gonna, there's gonna be a quiz at the end of each episode going forward I've decided oh God. <laughs>
1: No, I'm not prepared. I don't do good on the spot, as I learned in recent interviews for jobs.
0: (laughs) I think interviews are more personality tests than they are. Like, can you, I mean, there are some jobs that are like, all right, we do a specialized thing. Can you explain that specialized thing to us? But it's more like, hey, are you going to be a nightmare to like be in the field with for four days at a time? Or can you hang and do you kind of know your plans and want to learn more? And then. I think that's a bigger part. I'm realizing now, like, getting jobs that I was like, man, I am, I know people who have fantastic resumes and mine's decent, but I'm like, God, how am I supposed to compete?
1: No, I think, like, definitely bring your personality. Everything, basically do the opposite of what you learned from your career workshop at school.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Good good afternoon. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like the, a lot of the feedback I've gotten recently with our practice interviews were like, okay, I don't feel like we know who you are after that interview. Like you answered all the questions well. Yeah. Like they don't, they really like employers really don't care about that. Um, They're also just as nervous as we are, which is, it's been hilarious to see that. And and, and it's helpful. (laughs) They're human, they're too. Like,
0: I'm like, all right, this is the first one I'm doing. I'm like, all right, cool, man, same. I'm like, let's get through this.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I also yeah. have to caveat that I have friends that I've interviewed against, quote unquote, and they are also lights of my life. So definitely I'm not like, oh, my personality is great. They're terrible. But it's just like, I always <laughs> wonder what the X factor is when you kind of get it. When you land jobs that you're like, huh, look at that. Didn't really think I like, you didn't put too much stock into it. You're like, oh, cool. Like, did the other person drop out?
1: <laughs> so you've had to like, compete with friends for yeah, not like,
0: like and jobs yeah just like oh hey i'm applying for this job like oh cool me too and it's like hell yeah like let's trade notes and compare but it's just like you know it's one of those hell things yeah. where it's like it's very collaborative and i love it and i really appreciate everyone that's helped me in the past like even just like sending me job uh postings like hey i think you'd be good for this you know like yeah i feel like that that myth of well not it's not even a myth because it's very true but like gen x boomer science people are so like for themselves sometimes like i've had fantastic mentors that are older but there's like you know kind of the stereotype of like the snobby backstabbing academic it's just i think our generation is really like nah man like there's no money in this we got to help each other out as much as we can (laughs)
1: no right that sounds more like the art world like really? <laughs> when I was an art student it was more competitive or I mean I don't know this field conservation botany ecology it's pretty competitive but it's you can still make friends in the art world my limited experience was that like you just everyone is your enemy <laughs> so it sucked
0: Yeah, um, cutthroat. It's funny, the full circle moment, my friend who is now my crewmate who actually sent me the job posting that I'm at now just sent me uh, an INAT person incident they just had. I'm like, these fucking people, <laughs> dude.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm glad it's not just me.
0: Um, well, cool. Do you have anything you would like people to know about? Any research, any plugs, any jobs, anything you're looking for?
1: Um yes don't do not plant autumn fern please for the love of god (laughs) like do not plant it um that is all
0: (laughs) sweet